Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Okay, go ahead. Sound check. Stop. Sound check. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. One, two, get a three, four, three, 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 four. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you got to put your phone on silent mode. My bad, my bad. All right, go ahead yourself with the sound check. One, two, three, four. Okay, I four. think we're good. <laughs> All right, bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco, Coco Caliente. Before, you turn me down. Oh, no, I'm on, right? You're on. You're good. Okay. Um, before we start, I want to roll this die. It's a standard, uh, oh it's a standard dice. Okay. okay. So I may or may not have had one beer. Yeah. Just one, though. Just one. Just one. Mm-hmm. It's almost... No, it's actually so... Feel that. Okay, yeah. It's still, it's still like... A quarter at full. At least a quarter full. Mm-hmm. So I have another one on standby. Make you the, got a buzz already? You know what? I don't drink that often. I think you do. I don't drink You're that really often. You're really giddy. So, so I have a die here, baby. Okay. I'm going to roll this die, okay? Mm-hmm. So one, four, and six, I win, okay? Okay. Two, three, and five, you lose, okay? Wait, no, not, you, no matter what, you win. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I okay. If I get the if I get mine, I'm awesome. If I get it, you're awesome. No, so Victor. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm gonna put the die away. It has no. Oh my that. gosh. <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, today Nicole had a, a unique idea for the episode. So she texted me and she's like, "Pick five topics. It doesn't matter what they are." And I was like, five topics. I mean, what do we need five topics for?" She goes, "Well." We're going to both put five topics in a hat and we're going to pick them out <laughs> randomly and that's what we're going to talk about. And I was like... Just well. try to make an episode out of it. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know if this will actually make it, but... <laughs> oh, wait, we're putting it out there no matter what happens. No matter what so happens. So we might go through all 10 topics. Are you turning me down? No, it's just... Well, when you were doing your sound check, you were back here. Okay. And then when you're talking now, you're talking right here. So I'm just trying to make sure... We got the right okay. thing. Um, I forgot what I was saying, but yeah, let's just go for it. Yeah, 10 topics, right? That's what well, we got. Well, yeah, but we might only, like, ideally, we just need three. Oh, oh you know what? I was going to ask you. Did you ever do a weird or normal about my how I eat cookies? No, but that's so weird. Me and my mom were talking about that today. <laughs> Tell them that because I was just thinking about it, but I think. Okay, so we'll do weird or normal now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, do weird or normal. So, okay, is it weird or normal to crush 12 cookies into milk <laughs> and eat them? 
It's weird. No, it's not. And you, and I'll tell you why. You, can, you wouldn't. So the thing is, is like you wouldn't sit there and eat 12 cookies. Like you'd be like sick. But the way that you just like slurp down 12 cookies and okay. milk. Okay. No, no, no. I don't. It wasn't 12. I don't do 12 cookies. It was seven. I counted. It was seven. Okay. I did seven s- homemade peanut butter cookies. Okay. To, for people we only to, had ten total. Okay, <laughs> you, I, you told me to. They, they wanted your mom wanted me to take them home. It doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't gonna, matter. I asked you if you wanted any, and I gave you one, and I left you two. Okay, I know. I'm saying this. You have put twelve in before. I well, if I have or have not, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that that may have happened at some point, but I'm not saying it's definitive that it has happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm saying is she's making it seem like I just do all this stuff and I just, no, I break them up, right? Yeah. I break them up, like I break them into like four pieces and I put them in mm-hmm. and then I add the milk, right? And then, so that's how I do it. You know what I mean? So, so it's just basically like flavored milk. It's like cereal, but it's cookies. But do you know how much cookies you're consuming and it doesn't even probably feel like you're consuming that many cookies? It tastes, it tastes so good. If but you, you get, do this with your cake too. Like he never eats a piece of cake. He mushes it up with ice cream. And it tastes 10 times better. Uh, no. And you know what? Everybody, everybody has their own preference yeah. on how they do things. And that's how I like to do it. And you Yours like is to- just, You're really lucky that you're like, I don't know. If I crushed up 12 cookies and milk every night. I don't do it. Okay. I don't do it. Okay. I do not do it every night. No, but will you eat a whole bag of chips or 12 cookies? So, and it's a large bag of chips or a whole box of chicken and a biscuit crackers or a whole box of wheat thins, tomato basil. Like you're very- These are very specific things that you're pointing out. And yes, I may or may not eat a whole bag of chips in one sitting, but who doesn't, Right. Not, I'm not talking about the like dollar twenty nine bag. I'm talking about the four dollar twenty nine bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't have to get that specific. But I like chips. I like salty things. But there's other things that I don't indulge in at all, like pop. Right. Uh, I'm not. I don't, need, I don't need. You don't need have a, to explain yourself to me. I just think the way that you eat cookies are weird. Okay, though you're coming at me sideways right now. Because the way you're, you're coming at me is like whoa, like back off, right? <laughs> because I'm feeling attacked because I don't even eat like I don't even really eat candy. Right? No, I eat. I, and I don't really eat sweets, like cookies. That's, that's it. Like I'll put cookies yeah. and milk. Other, and it depends on the cookie. So, like, how sometimes many, we have cookies and I don't many, even eat them. How many chips? Are, okay. As long as they're not a weird cookie, you're devouring them. So, how many chips away cookies do you put in your milk? I think you've done like 12. No, I do. They don't even, that wouldn't even fit. That's not you're even You crushed realistic. up. No. It doesn't change the density of how much is in your cu- – you can't fit – if you try to put 12 Chips Ahoy cookies in a normal mug, it wouldn't fit. Right? So how did you pit, fit seven peanut butter, homemade peanut butter cookies? They were thin <laughs> and they were smaller <laughs> and – They were soft so they like just probably turned into mush. They didn't turn into mush. They, they didn't turn into mush. Actually, they were so soft that they didn't really absorb any milk. Okay, so I do have a question. Okay, go ahead. Would you, if you didn't have milk, would you sit there and would you eat seven of the cookies? If I didn't have milk, I wouldn't eat any cookies. Okay, so that's that's what I'm saying is like I understand it's very easy to like drink it because you basically make like a shake. No, the thing is I don't drink it. <laughs> okay, this is this is where this oh. is where Nicole's making it seem like like I'm like putting these things in a blender and I'm just drinking it like a slushy. No, I have a spoon and I scoop out the chunks and I eat the chunks, right? And then you slurp and up the rest. And then I drink the remaining milk. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know. I just think that it's so weird. It is so, you know, okay. And, and this, I mean, I could do it, but I would be like this 250 pounds. You know, those, you know, those, uh, Anna, Annie cookie, any little cookie things, the little bunny. Yeah. Annie, well, you had little Annie Graham's, Annie Graham little packet. Yes. I d- yes, we do. Okay. So we didn't have anything oh here one night and I was like, man, I am really craving <laughs> something sweet and Nicole's already sleeping and I'm in bed. And I get up and it's, you know, I had already been laying down for like two hours and I'm like, I need to eat something sweet. And so I find a lot of them, right? I find, and they're yeah. like, they're like little, they're like the travel size, cracker. you know, they're like yeah. the little travel size packets. I opened five of them <laughs> and put them in a mug <laughs> and added the milk. But that was more like cereal because they're a little tiny bunny. Was it good? Oh, it was so good. It was so good. I'm They're glad, little graham cracker bunnies. I'm glad I hit the spot. Oh, it did. It hit the spot. And I slept like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for almond milk because I'm a little lactose intolerant. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. Nicole even started buying me uh, almond ice cream, like almond milk ice cream. Mm-hmm. Because the other ice cream would just tear me up, and I would still eat it. That's the bad part. <laughs> yeah. On road trips, I don't know why I think it's like a good idea. It's like let's get blizzards. Like but, I set myself up. For and I tell the worst Nicole, I was like, home. I don't know if I want to get it. She's like, oh, you no. never say you don't yes, know. Yeah, I do say. I was like, I don't know if I should get <laughs> that because I do he say doesn't. that, and you want it anyway. Uh, you know what's so funny is like he'll go eat a whole blizzard and just like be like, eh, I don't know if I want it, but like one hundred percent of the time gets it. No, but no, when no, he goes no, no, through no, 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 when he goes no, through no, no, Starbucks no, no, no. or th- goes through um where is it that doesn't have almond milk Tim Hortons he's like you guys don't have almond milk oh I cannot get a coffee now it's like really because you just downed okay okay a blizzard okay but what I'm saying is that when I go when we get the ice cream we're coming home normally when we're getting coffee we're out doing something oh so so you're, I'm you're, safe when I get here. We're still an hour away from home when we get blizzards. What? But at least we're coming home, right? <laughs> when we're getting, when I'm getting coffee, I'm going somewhere. I'm gonna be out and about. You know, I can't have you know an upset. You can't stomach. have your IBS. Popping. I do not have IBS. You can't have okay. it popping in and out okay. more than it already does. I do not have IBS. There's nothing wrong with having IBS. There is nothing wrong with I it. I have constipation while I'm pregnant. I'm not afraid to say I it. I just don't have it. That's all I'm saying. Mm, okay. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. Oh my god. This episode is brought to you by Apostrophe. Prescription acne treatment really works, but it's hard to get. You have to take time off work to see a doctor and sit in line at the pharmacy for your medications. Until Apostrophe. Apostrophe makes it easy to see a board-certified dermatologist online. You'll get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. Simply fill out Apostrophe's online questionnaire about your skin concerns and medical history. Then just snap a few selfies and your dermatologist will get back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. The best part is Apostrophe offers topical and oral medications so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. My skincare goals when I did it is so I have very hormonal acne along my jawline, especially while being pregnant. And um, that was my main skincare goal. And so it was really easy. I was able to see a real dermatologist and I didn't need to schedule an appointment, which was really nice. And then when I got my products, it came with a cute postcard and stickers and I was able to personalize my prescription bottle. And it feels great on the skin and, and they know like I'm pregnant and everything's pregnancy safe. 
So you should definitely give it a try. Get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash Coco and use our code Coco. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash Coco and click begin visit. Then use the code Coco at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. That's A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E dot com slash coco c-o-c-o and use the code coco to get your dermatologist visit for fifteen dollars off and we thank apostrophe for sponsoring this podcast all right so now we're gonna move on nicole you're gonna pick okay, the, I'll first pick the first topic, topic. All right, here we go. so can we just veto the topic if it's nope, really bad no nope. uh, one one it says one okay just making sure okay this is yours what does it say standard of beauty Oh, that's deep. I was thinking, you know, okay, this is, this is deep. This is a great topic. So we can start off simple, uh-huh. right? Like, what do you consider beautiful? Um, and, and I guess that's not simple. That's no, not that, a simple that's question. Very, that's a very complex, but, deep question. Okay, for example, a lot of people see symmetrical, like when they they, okay, so they like things that are symmetrical. So we, you could say, what is like. The, the, I know what you're trying to say. I'm just trying to say it correctly. So I guess we all think different things are beautiful, but what are like the beauty standards that are considered beautiful that people think, right? There, there's that. Okay. Cause, but there's, because like you said, symmetry, there's a lot of like things. Like you said, like symmetry, I, I guess I don't realize whose face is symmetric. Well, you just see it. You know, you just kind of like... And then analyze it in your head. I think think that's how that works. But also, you also find things not being in order beautiful. For example, Uh if we have to organize a series of five jars and three of them are one color and three of them are the other color, Mm -hmm. I'm more apt to keep them that way. Keep the three that are this color yeah, on this true. side and the three. You're more apt to try to switch them around, mm-hmm. not make it even. That's how you did with your bridesmaids. Yeah. You didn't want to have them standing in a certain order so it looks like you try right. to make it in order. And they didn't have the same dresses either. Right. And I, there's only three orange dresses and I had two stand next to each other. So it really looked like I didn't try. Exactly. Me, on the other hand, mm-hmm. I would have had them wear all the same dress, all the same color or just three and three or four see, and four or whatever. Yes. You know what I mean? That's your... Standard of beauty. But when I wrote Mm -hmm. that, Mm -hmm. when I wrote that piece of paper, I was thinking with like the times, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Things that have been beautiful before that aren't beautiful now or that are now becoming beautiful again, like trends. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you're really into that retro vintage trend. Yeah. I've always been into that. You've been into that and now it's coming back again and you were doing it before everybody was doing it. Mm -hmm. You know? But But it makes you think like... For yeah. for example, like the tribes in like Africa and stuff where they mm-hmm. elongate their neck, mm-hmm. you know, they add the rings to their neck and they make it longer. And for them, that's beautiful. Right. Right. So what is it for us? You know what I mean? I think that it's starting to become too much of the same thing. I saw that Ashley Benson um, put on Instagram like two days ago and then E! News picked it up. Who's Ashley Benson, by the way? I think she's an actress. Yeah. She was in like Pretty Little. Don't quote me on this. I've never seen Pretty Little Liars. But she's in some, some type she's of TV in show. She's something. She's a she's a very beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I mean I think she's beautiful. Yeah. Um. And she said like she did this filter on her face and said like it looked nothing like her. 
But it said, like, me basically trying to fit in with the L.A. girls. Like, why do we all trying to look the same? Like, let's be unique. Yeah, like the lip injections yeah, that's and exactly the whatever, what all that was. stuff. And your face starts ending up looking like everybody else's face. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, like, where, especially, I would say even public, like, or influencers. Mm-hmm. I'd say they all have the same type of pages if they're if they're successful. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was just told the other day that... If I want to be more successful, I need to have every picture have the same filter. Like filter vibe, and I, like the I'm, same vibe. Well, I just do what I want when yeah. I want. Well, and, and that's, that's totally just not of, you either. You know, you wouldn't. You don't like having everything the same anyway. Right. So then you have to make a choice. It's like, do you listen to like someone who's really knowledgeable in the field? In the field, yeah. Or do you just keep doing you because that's what's gotten you this far? Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, where was I going with that? Okay, yeah, so I think, like, beauty is starting to look the same more than it ever has. With the uh, Botox, lip fillers, um, I just kind of feel like it all starting to blend in, right? Yeah, and I also think about stuff like, what if having crooked teeth was normal? Right, I think gaps in the teeth are super cute. Like, yeah. if I had a, if I had like a natural gap, I would totally keep my gap. I remember when I was younger, you know Amanda Walsh, now Amanda Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, she had the cutest gap in her teeth, <laughs> and like I loved it. And I think she kept it all the way till she was like sixteen. But I was like, don't get rid of it because I just like thought it was just so cute, and I like loved it. And now, I mean, her teeth are perfect. But even like seeing like models with their gaps in their teeth, I'm like, I love that. I love something that's different. I yeah. guess I see beauty and unique and different things. If something is too, too similar, it's just like quote uh, unquote mainstream yeah. of like what everybody's doing, like wants to do. Yeah, I like to do. <clears throat> I think I've always liked to do different things. You know, and I also think of some things as little as like whitening your teeth, mm-hmm. right? That over time is not necessarily good for your teeth. Right, your right. teeth are supposed to have this like yellowish hue, and that's like a protective barrier on your uh-huh. tooth. But we want to get rid of that, and because mm-hmm. that's quote unquote beautiful. Everybody on TV has like the whitest of the white teeth, and everybody, every influencer that you see when they're doing stuff, they're mm-hmm. doing teeth whitening stuff, and their teeth are all super super white. When it's like realistically, that's not the case. It's a whitening app. Yeah, well, but that whitening because that's app, the standard of beauty. Whitening. Oh yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's just little things like that. And then I always think it's so cute um, when you see, like, for example, my grandma. She still mm-hmm. puts on makeup. She doesn't need to put on makeup. She's so she's cute. Still, she's still cute. You know, she's beautiful no matter what she wears. Yes. But she's still, that's her for her. She's, you know, she's mm-hmm. putting on her lipstick and her mm-hmm. little blush, you know, and stuff. And that makes her mm-hmm. feel beautiful. So, like, things don't change. You know what I mean? Yeah, and but I think it's just it is changing because the expectations of beauty on the internet cannot be they're not realist, realistic yes, in real life. Cuz all the filters and fake photoshop and all that and stuff. And even like stories, you're doing you're doing a story and you have like a filter on your face as you're talking and you think like that's what you look like mm-hmm. and then when you like see a picture of yourself you're like oh that's such a bad picture but really that's like that's what you look like. Well, yeah, because and also the thing with the phone uh-huh. And this is why people flip their freaking uh, – they, they'll like mirror their image that they took to make it look how it is when they're looking at themselves mm-hmm. because you're not used to seeing yourself. You're always seeing a reflection of yourself. You know what I mean? 
That's true. You're always seeing yourself backwards. So when you're looking at the mirror, mm-hmm. you're looking at yourself in reverse, right? Like the other way. So when somebody um, takes a picture of you just up front with the front camera that, you know, they just take a picture of you and you look at it, you're like, oh. It looks so different. You know, this is weird. It like, does. why does my face look like that? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy how that works. But I think that one thing, okay, so for me, I think when I see someone that I call beautiful mm-hmm. on the internet, in real life, whatever they're always laughing. So like someone that's always like happy or laughing, I just think that that's like, I've always thought that. I think my Twitter um, bio was immediately like, Happy people are the most are the are beautiful. Happy people are infectious. They, and they I grow think on it's you. like the yeah. how their eyes smile, even like when you like laugh with your eyes, or just like seeing the teeth and seeing the face. Like you could be the most beautiful person, like like I guess by physical standards, but if you're just sitting there looking like miserable, then to me it it doesn't. It's personality. It's so weird. Personality to me is what I think is like attractive and beautiful. And and I have two things to that. No matter where you're from, Mm -hmm. right? It it, it goes over borders and cultures and everything. You can tell when somebody's happy, Yeah, which is, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean, it seems simple, but I mean, I don't have to know your language. I don't have to know where you're from. I can, Mm -hmm. I don't even have to hear you, right? right? I can see you from a distance and I can be like, oh, that person's happy, you know? Mm -hmm. And as childish as this sounds, a fart noise, It goes across all cultures. That's funny. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. but you could do that in pretty much any, anywhere, anytime, whatever. And people will laugh. I don't know why I just thought of that. <laughs> That's but, so random, but yeah. <clears throat> but it's true. Yeah. Uh, secondly, what I was going to say is there's another layer to beauty, mm-hmm. which is what you were saying is personality. So yeah. you might get to know somebody, let's say when you were nursing, somebody mm-hmm. that uh, another, a male nurse that you're working with that mm-hmm. you might not find physically attractive right when you see him, mm-hmm. but then you're with him every day. You get to know him, not because you made the actual effort to know him, but you're there every day talking mm-hmm. to him, and then he grows on you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's a nice guy. Oh, you know? And then after a while, oh, he's actually kind of cute, yeah. you know? But because he's a nice guy, mm-hmm. you know? So it's weird how those things kind of mm-hmm. like, there's levels, you know? Oh, definitely. I I would say that um, you could think you have like, oh, this person's so beautiful, but then you just like hang out with them and... Me You're like, like okay, there's just, there's just like not a, I'm not vibing, you know? Uh-huh. So it, it's all really does come from personality. Yeah. Or they smell funny, their breast stings. Oh, you know. There's those other, I mean, those, those are real, those are real factors, deal breakers. For you know you. what I mean? I'm just saying it's out there. Yeah. The standard, but that is like a very deep, I feel like we could use the whole, that's a great topic, Victor. And I think we could like talk, I could talk about this for hours <laughs> on so many levels. This episode is brought to you by Love Every. The play kits by Love Every are designed by experts for your child's developing brain. Feel confident you're giving your child the best start with a convenient plan for playtime. They deliver each play kit for your child's exact learning stage so they have the right toys at the right time. They believe your child's toys don't need to add to the clutter and the chaos. They should fit into your family's life. They design every detail to be engaging so that your children can experience the joy of play and you can spend less time on cleanup. The play kits deliver expert designed and play essentials straight to your home every two to three months, starting at $36 a month. Activate free content tailored to your child's age and get a peek inside the play kits at Love Every's website. Visit L-O-V-E-V-E-R-Y 
dot com slash coco to get started. That's love every l o v e v e r y dot com slash coco to get started. Let's get to the next one. I get to pick, so you hold the hat. Okay. Moving on. Let's see what we got here. I hope you don't pick one of mine because they're not like that. This, oh no! No, this looks like it's mine. That maybe. looks like it's mine. All right, let's see. <laughs> oh, here we go. Seaspiracy. Yeah. Seaspiracy. Isn't that what it's called? C- yes. Yes, I think I think that's what it's called. That was my last one I just threw in because I was listening to you watch it last night. And I, I thought- was thinking about it today. I almost wrote it down. I had it on my list as oceans. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think I had it embedded in a way that I could use it in something else. So if this is you know correct us if we're wrong, but I I think Nicole's right. Seaspiracy is a documentary that just came out on Netflix, and it's about uh, the pollu- basically the problems that we have in our environment, specifically with our oceans mm-hmm. and uh, commercial fishing and pollution. Yep. Uh, and which lead to a bunch of other uh, things. So. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Um, I guess I could start with like. I guess I just yeah. You go know, ahead. No, go ahead. no, you know more than I do. I picked it for you because it was so interesting, and I was doing like two other things, but I was like, whoa. She was listening in the background, and you I was know? like, whoa, because we're so worried about the, the main thing I got from it, and then I'll let Victor take over for the rest. Go ahead. Is that we're we're so obsessed with like getting rid of plastic and plastic straws. And like, I am all for that. But when it comes to the numbers, it's like 0.03% of the plastic in the ocean is straws. So we're basically like trying to save the trees. He said, by um, stopping using toothpicks. So we need to do more. And it's actually the fishermen that are Mm -hmm. polluting and killing our our ocean animals, <laughs> ocean animals, ocean and, and, and therefore <laughs> and the, the it's ecosystem yeah. in which it's, it's then they're like, okay, so they're killing, let's say they're killing dolphins for the, for the freaking fun of it because they're competitors to their fishing because they're eating the fish. Well then the dolphins and the fish can't like scare up. I don't know. Then it affects the birds and then it affects us. And yeah. So it was talking like, so the, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I got you. I got you. She's exactly on the right track. So, for example, sharks. Okay, mm-hmm. in Japan, shark fins are used a lot for soups and, and other different things, but basically soups, right? And they said the soup is just—it's like a hundred dollars a bowl. It doesn't taste like anything. There's no texture. It's like status. and no nutritional value, right? Oh no, 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 yeah. So it's like status. Like, oh, I had a bowl of shark fin soup. And a lot of times, they throw these shark carcasses like the rest of the body they'll throw them right back into the ocean and so they they no other purpose served right so when you start killing off sharks and mind you they're doing this so much they kill like i think they were saying they kill like fifty thousand sharks a day holy crap it's something ridiculous to the point where sharks are almost extinct right and this is a common trend right there's a lot of like whales for example another one almost extinct um and so when you start killing all these sharks you start affecting the entire ecosystem mm-hmm. up to birds like seagulls because mm-hmm. when you when sharks go to hunt fish, the fish have to scurry and come to the surface. Mm-hmm. When that happens, the birds come down and eat those fish. 
when those things don't happen, you can't have seagulls. The seagulls can't eat. Right. And then when you take, for example, the shark out of the ecosystem, they're the top of the food chain, right? So the shark eats the next fish and the next fish eats the one down. And say so when you take the sharks out, you have an overpopulation of the next food in, uh, in the food chain, right? That next food in the food chain is so overpopulated, it, it eats the entire next chain, right, mm. of fish, Okay, that entire next chain of fish can no longer feed those bigger fish. Mm -hmm. Those bigger fish can't eat anymore and they die. Mm. And it continues like that all the way down until you get to, for example, the coral reefs that use the fish. They're the ones that give it life Mm -hmm. and then they die. Mm -hmm. So this thing, this documentary is so good because it shows you everything. And like Nicole was saying, the plastics, they say more than 50% of the waste and plastics that are found in the ocean are from commercial fishermen. Mm-hmm. They'll just dump their lines, dump their buoys, dump everything, you know, and that's obviously more, even more dangerous for the animals because you're talking about entire fishing nets, mm-hmm. right? Then that's what animals get caught in. Mm-hmm. You know, forget the straws and everything else, the microplastics, yeah, that's horrible, but you can't curb the problem until you curb the commercial fishing problem. And they overfish. Mm-hmm. Another another big thing we learned, and mind you, I'm not even done with the documentary. This is just from the first, I'd say, hour maybe or half hour, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. The the When you buy tuna at the store, the can says dolphin safe, mm-hmm. right? And that dolphin safe is certified by some company, you know, and they put that on there to say they talked to the guy or one of the people that works at that company and they said, look, yeah, we do have auditors out there that are supposed to watch, but they can be bribed. Mm-hmm. And we can't guarantee that there's not, no dolphins are getting caught up in there. And in fact, a bunch of animals, like they're, they call it, uh, I can't even remember the terminology they use, but basically these animals are collateral damage, uh, these other animals. And it's not just dolphins. I mean, it's sea turtles. Yeah, they said it, they kill a lot of sea turtles. Birds, they get birds and everything. And they were doing the numbers uh, for, a small, for a small fishing company in like Ireland or something like that. And their numbers for the extra stuff that they catch that isn't the target animal that they're looking for is ridiculous. Yeah. And all those animals die, mm-hmm. right? So they said the biggest threat to our ecosystem in our oceans is commercial fishing. And I can go on and on. And, and what's crazy is like the, what was the whole thing about um, there's, there's people who dedicate their lives to minimize plastic in the ocean. Mm-hmm. But they were like covering up for. Oh, okay. So yeah. So when it came down to the straw, when Nicole was talking about the straws, there's a company that does the certification for that tuna, mm-hmm. right? And that tuna company that is certified is is also working for and paid by the commercial fishers, mm-hmm. right? That commercial fishing company also owns the one of the biggest companies that's anti-plastic that's mm-hmm. really pushing the straws, right? Not using the straws. But they don't ever say anything about commercial fishing, how that's right. bad and how people should maybe consume less fish because that's what's really driving the industry. Mm-hmm. And when they were confronted about that, they're like, we don't want to talk about this, turn the cameras off because they're, people that are funding them are commercial fishers. It's so bad. It's like you're trying, they act like they're trying to help the planet, but at the same time, they're... What's actually good for the planet, they they can't, They can't even support. They can't talk about, they can't tell you to eat less fish, even though that's what everyone needs to do. Yeah, and and I mean, and it's getting to the point where even the, the fish aren't all healthy fish now. 
because oh, no. of everything that's in those, the ocean. If you see those nets and like what it looks very gross on. Oh my gosh, I don't know because you can't even tell what's what. I guess. And, and if you guys have a chance to, you can watch Seaspiracy, but there's also another really good documentary. Ooh, I'm, ooh excuse me! <laughs> wow, that came out of nowhere. There's a, there's another really good documentary called The Cove, and this I was telling Nicole about that. They have a cove. I think it's in Taiji, Taiji, Japan, and this is where they they have these fishing boats. And they have these long metal poles that go into the uh, into the water. They tap those poles to create a disturbance for the dolphins because they hear that underwater and it scares them and it shoots them to the shore. Oh, don't tell me this! This is so wrong. And they take and so once they get into that specific cove, it's about the size of a football field. They net off that cove, right? And they enclose dolphins like they'll they'll raise up nets so they got a bunch of dolphins stuck in a circle and they can't get out. Divers will hop out, and just so you know, this this is not this, this is not going to sound good, right? So I'm just letting you well, know ahead of time. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it. But on no, here. but they should know, right? Basically, they end up they end up taking baby dolphins and they sell them to like Sea World and aquariums and other stuff, mm-hmm. and they'll slaughter the other dolphins, right? The adults. And so they were saying something Why? like well, for every one dolphin that they catch, they slaughter like 12. And that goes back to what you were saying, that they think that these other dolphins are competition mm-hmm. to like the fishing in the area when they're the ones that are the ones that are overfishing. Hence, there's less fish out there. What is wrong with people? It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and you'll see in the documentary, even going over there, like you can go as a tourist there. But as soon as you get there, the police are going to stop you, ask you what they're doing, and they're going to they're going to track you to make sure you're not trying to get footage of what's going on over there because it's so bad. The, the Japanese government does a really good job at covering it all up because um, it's obviously not in their benefit. So we don't do that here, though. Not that I know of. Okay. I, I mean, obviously, I don't. So I, I wouldn't docu- say to go to like Sea World and stuff like that because oh, no, that's no, what's no, really no. driving the industry. They, they don't, and they stopped doing that. Well, they still have animals in captivity, but they don't right. do like the. They, they don't, don't. They're not getting more animals in captivity. I. I don't. I don't. I would never go to Sea World. I don't anything. think they're getting any uh, new ones. No, I don't think they're getting any. Um, what is it? Uh, killer whales. I think they're still getting other animals. I don't oh. think they're getting any more killer whales. I think they have the ones that they have, uh, or I don't know if they're allowed to breed anymore. I honestly, they're just they're miserable. Imagine just being. Put in a cage in captivity your whole life when you're you have the space of the entire ocean which is the biggest thing yeah, in the it did, world you it know? said yesterday that when you're bringing an animal into like a captive captivity or zoo or whatever you um you're taking away everything that it values in life and it's it's going to be absolutely miserable yeah it's very sad i mean but what i tell and nicole gets frustrated with me sometimes because obviously that stuff is not easy to watch but being being oblivious to it or turning a blind eye to it because it's hard to hear and hard to stomach doesn't mean it's going to stop, right? You have to watch it so you can but tell I somebody can, else to watch I it and somebody under, else to watch it. I, you know? I agree with you there, but I understand to where for some people it can become unhealthy. Like for me, well, for me, like there's a difference between obsessing over it and there's another yeah. between actually having the knowledge about it. Right. right, and if you have the knowledge about but it, you some, can tell somebody else, and I that's how you know. I understand that. Yes, and I become passionate about it very quickly. Mm-hmm. 
but I think like what I'm trying to say is um, that shoot, I just lost my train of thought. Ugh. No, I get what you're saying though. I what, get what I'm you're saying, saying is like it'll consume me, yeah. and I yeah. will go down this rabbit hole, and I'll cry, and I'll get mad, and you know, I'll like well, things to, like that. Though, to, you know, you know, that it, drives change. It does. You know, it does drive change and hopefully the people listening, they'll watch it and they can tell other people about this stuff and they can do their own research, you know. What's so crazy is like plant-based is the healthiest way to eat, but mm-hmm. yet nobody, it's hard, people do do it, but it's, but not a lot. And even me, like during pregnancy, um, I haven't stayed plant-based and this makes me want to do it 10 times more. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's really. I mean, it's frustrating though. There's a lot of stuff we can't solve any everything in the world, but just one thing at a time, and that'll help all our future generations if if we want, you know, a thriving ecosystem to say the least. Oh yeah, no, and I think that is very important because without them, we would we would not. They said ninety percent of all living light of, of all living creatures. I think eighty, but eighty. 80%? I think, I think that's what I said. I'm a good number person. Then, yeah, then it, whatever it is, but it's up there. Mm-hmm. It's obviously more than 50%, so or more than 70%. So it's either 80 to 90% of all living things live in the ocean, mm-hmm. which is just a crazy number. And, um, but. All right, next. Let's, next let's, topic. let's get a little mood changer here. Oh, you dropped one. Okay. Gotta put it back in there. This one. <laughs> Insects. <laughs> Insects. <laughs> yeah, so random. <laughs> did you write this one? No, I'm kidding. No, I did. <laughs> I didn't write that one. I did. I don't know what I was. I what guess. What were you thinking at the time when you wrote it? I I think I was thinking that they're a pest, but that at the same time, like we we need them. So it kind of it's weird because I wrote this like a day before uh, the sea spiracy thing because I just threw that one in now. But we can skip it if you want. But I, I just basically like even how some things can be such pests and you like get pest control, how like important they are for the, the food chain. Yeah, yeah. And everything like that. So I, there's so there's something I have some fun facts okay. if you're if you're interested. Yeah. All the I, I, I could be wrong. Like always, we're not researching this as we're saying it. But we don't do like a fact check. like Dak Yeah, we Shepard. don't do a fact check or anything. <laughs> but I believe all the ants in the world weigh more than all the humans in the world. You told me that before. I think that. But in that, if you think about how tiny an ant is. And, That's a lot of ants. And how many people we have in the Exactly. It's a lot of ants. I don't know. I, I got to Google that. It's it's a ridiculous amount. Somebody Google it and like call me out on it, but I, I am almost positive as of whenever they did that, whenever I read that, that was true. I mean, I don't know how many more people we've had since then, but that that's a lot of ants. Mm-hmm. Also, and I don't know why I'm infatuated with ants. They have so there there's a there's a colony of ants. There's a specific type of ant mm-hmm. that if an ant is hurt, becomes hurt. Not to the point that it's going to die, but it's yeah. just hurt, injured. They'll take that ant, they'll carry it back inside, mm-hmm. and they'll put it in a spot, and they'll have like almost like a nurse take care of it until it heals. I've seen ants carry other ants before. But sometimes, if an ant is sick, and this is what happens normally, if an ant is sick and they don't want to jeopardize the colony, mm-hmm. they'll take that ant away and dump them, you know, oh. like somewhere so he doesn't infect the rest of the colony hmm. you know what i mean ants are smart that's so crazy it, it's crazy they even have these ants in the jungle where 
they have the fighter ants and they're huge. Like you can tell the difference between the fighters and the mm-hmm. workers. It's almost like the movie ants. <laughs> yeah. And they'll line, they'll, they'll create a route for the other ants to go through to protect them. And these oh, other wow. ones are huge. Wow. And those big ones, when they attack, mm-hmm. they can attack the larger insect and they'll attack by opening, uh, uh, gouging that thing open and the other ones will go inside and attack from the inside yeah that's interesting it's pretty freaking crazy yeah that is crazy and then of course um bees do scare me but i'm all about save the bees it's it's uh there have been bees are interesting because people make a lot of money off of bees Mm -hmm. and they have been stolen a lot like it's quite sad. It, it, it's crazy. And I don't know, you know, they, I don't know if they sell them or use them for something else. But for example, you need to pollinate things for them to grow. Mm-hmm. So California, you know, uses them a lot to mm-hmm. pollinate a lot of their a lot of their things that they need to grow. Yeah. Um, like almonds or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they'll drive all the way to California and they'll set them up in a spot and that's their spot that they need to pollinate. So they'll put the hive there and then they'll come back the next day to check on them. They're gone. That's right. so weird. And then another thing that was weird is uh, there was a disease going around where these ants were dying and they didn't know why. You mean bees? Or bees, yeah. Bees were dying. They didn't know why. Um, but this disease was affecting other... Uh, populations mm-hmm. because of that they would go to a farm and they need several different hives to pollinate the farm one hive will get the other hive sick you know and they all oh, die yeah. you know what i mean it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy I, and i obviously i i don't know much about insects or whatever but i watch a lot of documentaries mm-hmm. and that's some of the stuff that i've learned uh i le- i know that mosquitoes don't like to bite me is there a reason I wanted to look that up. Is there like a blood type that they don't like? Because I can be sitting at the same place as um, like somebody and they'll be bitten like 15 times, but they don't like to bite me. Hmm. They don't, do they like to bite you? I get I get bit not more than anybody else, but I get bit. Some people get bit a lot more than everybody else. Yeah. So that, that's interesting because it's summertime. It's almost mosquito season. Oh, uh, that you know what? And that is my... But mosquito spray is so toxic and disgusting. So I'm so happy that they don't really bite me. But just wear long pants and sweaters. It's just... I. That's one of my... I can't go somewhere unless I have bug spray or like long sleeves and long pants or something. But even if I do and they're like around my face, I hate it. I hate it. I don't know what it is. I think this year what we're going to do if we're ever out and about, I'm going to buy that. Don't they have that thing that you can put down and it emits like so you have like at least a radius? <laughs> they have the candles. Is that what you're talking it's about? It's not a candle. Oh. It, it's it's something. I think it's sold by off or something that you can put it in one spot. And within that radius, a certain radius, no bugs will go there. I wonder if there's a, I wonder if there's a natural oil. Like an essential oil that you can put on you? That- yeah, I would rather use that because I know peppermint is for bees. Yeah. Um, They don't like it. So I wonder if there's one for mosquitoes because it's just like like <laughs> smelling that spray and getting it in your – I know what it freaking tastes like and now that I'm pregnant. I like the bougie one, the bougie one where it's like uh, – it's not like a – I guess it's – I don't know what you're talking about. I don't. It's not like-, like a wet spray. Mm. it's like almost like a fog, like when you spray it, you know, so it doesn't feel like it's like wetting to your skin. It just kind of coats your skin, 
You know, mm-hmm. that's what I like. I don't, I don't even know the name of it though. I, I I forget what it is, but that's my favorite one. But I hate. I'm not. I'm not a fan of bugs. <laughs> I, I really. I'm not. I mean, one time I'll tell you this story. One time I was playing. Uh, I was playing soccer uh, at my university, and it was club soccer. We had a tournament that weekend. It was a big tournament. Um, and it wasn't, you know, we had just teams from the school, like mm-hmm. people make their own teams. My team, we played two games and back to back, we won and we had a third game. I think it was a final, right? And mind you, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I'm depleted. It's a hot day. This is our third game, right? So I get, I'm running through the defense. I'm sprinting. I'm by myself and I, and the, somebody steals the ball from me and I fall and my legs lock up like cramp. To the point where they're stiff straight up in the air and somebody has to come and like put their arm in the crease of my knee Mm -hmm. and bend my leg back for me because the muscles are so tense, right? (laughs) That happened on Amazing Race. Oh, yeah. So bad. So bad. So that happens to me. I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my God, I can't even get up right now. And then next thing I know, I feel a bunch of little things going through my hair. Oh my right? gosh. And it almost in unison, I get bit all at once. Oh. I swear. It's like it's like these I my head was in an ant pile. <gasps> I had laid down my head in an ant pile Ouch. and almost in unison they bit me. And I just start scratching and I I'm, didn't so this must have been the biting ants. And I freaked. I mean I I was so itchy. I ran like when I could get up, you know, because I just kept scratching. I ran and I dunked my head. I dunked my head in a big cooler of water that they Mm -hmm. had there for drinks and stuff. And then the next day, I had all these pus-filled bites all over my ears, on both ears, on my. Thank God I had hair. Were they the red ants? I don't even know. I'm I'm getting itchy even telling the yeah, story. Yeah, I want I want it to stop. But it was it. Luck, luckily, I had hair because all underneath, when I felt it, there was bumps all over, just oh pus-filled bumps from all the and bites then they just that I went got. Away, you didn't do anything. They healed. Yeah, they healed on their own. But I had them. I swear, I had like scabs on my ears and stuff. I was like, oh my god, never again do That's I want that crazy. to happen to me. I have a really gross ant story. Now that I think about it, go go for it. This is when you and I were together, actually. You might know it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like to keep, like, snacks by the bed. Okay. But this is when we lived in the basement. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I kept a bag of baked lays down there. Um, And anyways, I just, like, for one day. And I closed the bag. But ants are very tiny and they can get in. Well, then the next day, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to have s- some more, like, chips. And so I'm eating the chips, and I was eating chips for a really long time. And then I looked down at my hands, and there's, like, baby ants crawling on my hands. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so disgusted. I was eating the ants. The whole bag was, like, full of baby ants. Isn't that disgusting? That is so bad. It's so bad that I couldn't eat, I couldn't eat those chips. Now I won't be able to eat them again, but I took like two years off from those chips. Oh my gosh. That is so disgusting. 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 I didn't feel it. I didn't see it. I was like watching TV and just like, just like now I have a box of whales, you know, those like cheddar crackers by the bed. Basically. It could happen again. Oh my gosh. But you like close it up, but they're just like get in somehow. So it's, it, that's just, it's disgusting. I know I probably shouldn't have shared that, but. That's, I mean, I've, I've, I've been on a, on a moped 
and gotten a bug right in the mouth. I mean, there's yeah. nothing you can do but swallow, right? Like it just to the back of the throat, not just in the mouth, just wink and just, yeah. oh, oh, you know. No, I was eating ants on a chip. That's disgusting. Okay, that's, that's new, gourmet. New, new topic. <laughs> or do we do we have time? We have a time for one more topic, or are we? Good? We do. We have time for okay. one more topic. Let's see. Actually, there, there's a topic. There's a topic that I want. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, you, this is not part of the game. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not really looking at them. I'm just trying to read the one. You're not really. Yeah, you're gonna know all. Of them no, now. I swear. I swear. I'm not really. I'm not really looking at what it's saying. I just. Why don't, don't you just say it then? Because I like how I wrote it. That's why. Oh, okay. I like how I wrote it, and I think you'll. Oh yeah, here it is. Okay, all right. <laughs> I picked this one at random. <laughs> oh no! What a day in the life of Nicole, the animal would be. Oh jeez! <laughs> if she were a dog or a cat, a giraffe or an elephant, what would a day in the life be like for you if you were an animal? First, what would be your ideal animal? Well, uh, I wouldn't. I don't know what elephants do, but I would be probably be an elephant. So I can just do a dog to make it easy. Okay. Well, I could tell you if you were an elephant. Mm-hmm. And you want me to tell you what your day would yes, probably consist of? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. If you were an elephant, you'd probably be doing this a lot. <laughs> uh, you would be. You would probably be now like a mama elephant. So you'd, you'd have that big belly, mm-hmm. right? And then you'd be pushing when you had the baby. You'd be pushing the little baby with your with your little elephant uh, trunk. Trunk. Um, hiding underneath my legs. Yeah, I don't think you would be the leader of the elephant pack because you probably so. get lost. Oh jeez. And there's probably like an older elephant, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, there to guide the rest of the elephants That's fair. to water. Yeah. But I think you would be very helpful. Mm-hmm. I think you'd be the one to stay behind with the older elephant to make sure that they keep mm-hmm. up with everybody else. You know what I mean? I think... Splashing around in the mud a lot. I think you would splat, But I think you'd be caught... I think you'd be the last one in the water hole because you're cautious of the what's in the water. Well, I'd be the parent that would be telling the kids don't go in the water. Yeah, probably. Until we know it's safe. I literally just watched the elephant's... Um, yeah, how do you not know anything about elephants I when you just know. watch this whole thing? About I forgot them? that I watched that. Well, that's why I brought it up. I was like, th- you know how I know what I just said from watching that. From you watching it, I wasn't even watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in the room. I was doing my own thing, and I heard that. And I was watching. Yeah, that in elephants the background. work really, really hard to get um, their water. They that's travel, all they're doing. They travel so far. Like I can't even remember the miles, but it's crazy. And they go through places where there's lions and. And that they are, it's it's scary. They go days and days without food. And what's crazy with elephants is anywhere they are, they're the ones that create the paths mm-hmm. that are used by other animals because they're mm-hmm. so big. They flatten everything. Yep. So in the jungle or in like the in the in the in in the open uh, plains of Africa mm-hmm. and stuff, they're the ones that create the path of where to go. Yeah. Just because they're so big, mm-hmm. I, I just think that's so crazy. They actually listen. They feel the earth to know which way they should go as well. So they'll get to like a a place, and they'll in the oldest elephant. They might be like sixty, and they'll they're gonna have to use all their wisdom from when they were literally uh, a baby elephant. And there's one leader. And you listen to the leader, whatever mm-hmm. the leader says you do. And they feel the earth and they say, okay, we're going to go this way or we're going to go this way. And then the... Everybody the, else trusts them. You trust them. 
And um, there's also, it was sad because the leader actually passed away on the way back, the one that I saw. And then so her like younger sister had to take over. And it's just, just like that. Like you have to be and, prepared they, to lead the whole tribe. And um, well, what's crazy though is when that one did pass, mm-hmm. they all, they knew she was going to pass yeah. and they all huddled around her. Yep. They stayed there. And then when she did pass, they were kind of like tossing a little dirt. You and know, they like covered and they, her eyes with yeah, her ear. Yeah, they took her ear. They covered her eye. They like kind of sat there. And, and there like, was like a lion just waiting to pounce. And they, there was nothing they could do. I mean, because it was already it was he. She was. It's already, a circle of life, yeah, right? If you think it from the lion's perspective, that lion can have cubs back. That has. And to at be, least you know, it, the the elephant died of like old age. Yes, natural causes. Not yeah. from being like because a couple times the lions tried to attack them and they were able to ward them off. Yep. Even the baby. The baby. You know? They tried to get the baby a couple times. Um. Mm. So it's it's crazy though. I didn't realize how attached and just well. I I know they're kind. They have the biggest hearts. Like mm-hmm. they feel they feel everything, and that's another thing which I think everyone knows. But they don't forget anything. Mm-hmm. They don't forget, and that's how they know where to go the rest of their lives. Literally, uh, it, it's it's insane. Um, and what's what's cool is I read a fact that was like. When elephants see humans, mm-hmm. they, they see us as cute. Like, oh, they're cute. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, they'll play and everything. And they're like, oh, they're cute, mm-hmm. you know. And we're over here like, oh, my God. right? Like, they're so big and cute. And they're over here like, I can stomp on you if I wanted to. But I I'll just this, play with you. I saw this cute <laughs> video of this elephant um, taking this guy's hat off. Or no, this woman's hat off. And then, like, took it and then gave it back and just, like, basically chuckled and walked off she was like trying to get a picture with the elephant and it was in the wild but i was like that is so funny because it was like playful and smart and like they gave it back (laughs) that's funny like i have your thing and i'll give you your thing back Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yeah like and everyone's like scared scared and laughing like oh no like a nervous laugh yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh well that that's all we got for you today I think that went pretty well. Um, I I enjoyed that. But I liked I liked not knowing what we were going to talk about. And you're very educated in so many topics that I thought this would be perfect for you. <laughs> you know, we got to get you watching more documentaries and reading more articles, and stop watching Good Girl and uh, what's the other one? Ginny and Georgia. Is that what you've been watching now? Yeah. No, I don't know. I didn't know you were watching that. Is that good? Yeah, it's good. What's it about? It's about a. It's about a mom and she has a daughter and she has a son and she's basically been running and running her whole life because she was like sexually abused when she was little. And now she's trying to like, she gives off this facade of being perfect and stuff, but her one daughter, um, are you going to spoil it for anybody? No, that's it. (laughs) Well, thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed this, uh, this new episode Mm -hmm. of, oh my God. Gosh, are you okay? Well, I just, I got so much burpy burps in here. I call them burpy burps. (laughs) No, but we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. The easiest way, babe, is... On the little purple app on your phone, Apple Podcasts. Or online uh, at Apple Podcasts as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, You can also listen to this anywhere you listen to podcasts. And where would that be? Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. And you can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com and you can also check out our merchandise there. And please do not forget to follow us at Coco Caliente Pod on Twitter and Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram. Boom. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.